Welcome to Talking Confidence with me, Holly Kaplan. Having confidence in the workplace is essential for progress, fulfillment, and yes, survival. The issue is that confidence doesn't always come easy and is impacted and influenced along the way. Well, as a confidence coach, I know the key to finding and keeping your confidence is to recognize how professional situations have affected how you think of yourself. In this podcast together, we will examine exactly what impacts women's confidence in the workplace. We are going to get raw in these episodes. We are going to peel back the layers of social interactions, company culture, gender discrimination, ageism, and more. My guests will include entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and business owners. We are going to get down to what these women are really feeling. Expect vulnerability, openness, and relatability. But most importantly, expect to find your confidence. Have you ever wanted to ask for a raise, but perhaps you didn't because you weren't sure how to bring up the conversation with your boss or show why you're deserving? Because of this, plenty of us, mostly women, never make the ask. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't taught to ask for a raise. As a daughter of parents born in the 1930s and 40s, I was taught to be happy with what I got and never overstep the boundaries of a boss. These thoughts and wiring weren't disrupted until I realized in the late 1990s that those around me were getting raises. And when I reflect on those days, I realized I didn't ask because I was afraid and I wasn't sure how to present why I was deserving. It was easier to ignore those feelings when all along, I just needed the courage and a roadmap. Well, today our guest, Laura Brown, will be providing us with just that. She's going to tell us how to make the ask and how to do it so you win. Please be sure to listen through to the end of this episode so you can hear my tips on having the confidence to ask for a raise. But first, here's more on Laura. Laura Brown is a corporate trainer, author, speaker, and certified business coach with more than 20 years of experience in global human resources and management development. She has trained and coached female leaders from Fortune 500 companies. She's written for Forbes and has been quoted as a business expert in major publications, including Cosmopolitan, Family Circle Magazine, and USA Weekend. Laura is the author of 10 books, including Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work, and a salary Cinderella story, or how to make more money without a fairy godmother. She now helps women to make more money, be more confident, and get heard with online training through her programs at her company, Career Tips for Women. Laura, I am so glad that you're with me today. This topic is so important and so under-discussed, so I can't wait to hear about what you have to say and your tips on this topic today. Thank you. I'm really excited. But before we do that, because I know you have a lot of information to give, let's talk about how we know each other. How do we know each other? (laughs) So we have a mutual friend, Barbara Limmer, and I've known Barbara for ages, and she is just wonderful. She is wonderful, and she was thoughtful enough to realize that we needed to meet each other. So she made the connection. So thank you, Barbara. We just wanted to say that up front real quick. So, um, okay, Laura, um, I have seven or eight questions for you today. But before we get into these questions, will you please tell us a little bit about you? Absolutely. So I'm originally from New York. I loved living in New York, grew up there, moved to California for a couple of years. And then part of my family moved to Arizona. And I visited, I did make the mistake of visiting in the summertime, which was a bad idea. But then I visited a couple of other times and thought, you know, I really like it in Arizona. So 18 years ago, 
I moved to Arizona. I feel almost like a native here. Um, and I absolutely love living here. And I have a, uh, a college age daughter who, uh, who, who lives nearby. And so I love it here. And I spend my time enjoying myself writing and uh, talking to women and helping them. That's wonderful. And I got to say, I'm jealous you live in Arizona. I mean, <laughs> Dallas is not all that bad, but we don't have the scenery that you have. So. Oh, it is. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Just, I mean, I live in the, the city, but if you go, you know, just a little far out, the place is just, just fabulous. The trees, the, the Grand Canyon, it's gorgeous. Oh, well, I'm jealous because I've got I-35 North and um, <laughs> a couple of tollways. So you got me way beat on scenery. Um, okay, let's get into the topic today because a lot of women need to hear this and men and men. It could benefit both, but mostly women. So I'm going to start with this, Laura. An issue that women frequently face is asking for a raise at work. Often we don't feel like we deserve a raise or we're not prepared with the right words to make the big ask. You are the expert. Will you tell us how your journey into this expertise started and what sparked your purpose in this topic? Well, so uh, I will tell you my story. It is, in a way, it is a little embarrassing, but here's what happened. So I was early in my career and I was, I thought I was doing a bang up job. And so I decided, you know what, I need more money. So I, you know, I put my information together and I met with my boss and I started presenting it and he immediately cut me off and said no to my raise request. (laughs) I mean, he didn't, I, I don't think I even finished it. And I was so upset. I don't remember what happened in the rest of the meeting, but I, I remember like sitting in the, the conference room with him. And now he's a nice person. I'm still in contact with him years and years later. But I remember leaving the the office for the day and just thinking, I want to quit. I am so embarrassed. It was, I mean, I just didn't want to go back. I thought my boss hates me. He thinks I'd do a terrible job. Anyway, I talked to my friend, a friend of mine that night, and you know, I was complaining to her. And she said, well, why, why aren't you getting the raise? I said, I don't know. You know, we just said no. And I said, well, and so she said, well, you have to ask him. And I thought, I don't want to go in again. I just want to quit. But I did. So the next day I went in and I said something like, well, you know, help me to understand why am I not getting the raise? And his answer was, well, it's not raise time. Hmm. And that floored me because until then I didn't realize at my company, there were two specific times of the year that you could get a raise. And it was really hard to get a raise otherwise. And that made me go, oh. And then then I said something that was really smart. I said, well, oh, because he said, you're going to get a really, you'll get a good raise when it's raise time. And I said, what can I do to get the best raise possible? And we talked about it. And a couple of months later, I did get a great raise. But that started me on my journey. And I, I talked to my friends about it and realized that they also struggled asking for raises. And then I started doing more research and started understanding that that's a, that women in general, now men too, but research shows women in general have a much higher um, rate of not wanting to ask for a raise. It's, it's a lot more difficult for them. And so I started learning and sharing my information with other women and helping them to get raises. And I just love that because to me, we all should get some more money. I agree. I agree. And I love the life lesson that you learned when you asked your boss for a raise, backing up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with my skills. It's because it's not raise time because you're right. Companies budget for when they can give their raises. Yes. So 
Um, you might and you, you just said something really important, Holly. Uh-huh. It wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times women don't realize the reason that they may not get a raise at that point or you know, for some situation, it may not be about them. There may be a whole lot of other things going on. I think that's a healthy way to look at it and know that these are the proper times to ask it. Because a lot of companies don't tell you, hey, you should ask for a raise in December and June. They, they're not going to offer that up typically. Exactly. Um, so you kind of have to find out on your own. I mean, it's not an mm-hmm. employee handbook for the most part. <laughs> but I want to touch on something you said, having to do with women not asking for raises. And look, mm-hmm. I was—I say this often, I was born and raised in the South, and we were not supposed to ask for such things. God forbid, yep. you know, you can't ask for what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's just isolated to the South. I think a lot of women feel like they don't have the right to ask. So I want... From your perspective, why don't you think women do it? Well, Holly, I totally agree with you that it's not just the South. And there are so many, again, women, men too, um, but so many women that are uncomfortable because we're not supposed to talk about money, first of all. Ooh, that's not nice. That's uncomfortable. We should just be happy with what we're getting. Mm -hmm. And then again, you know, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't tell people what we want. And the bigger one I hear so often is uh, women are so uncomfortable about hearing no. So what if I ask my boss and he or she says no, and then my, and then the other fear, my boss is going to be mad at me for asking and it's going to be uncomfortable. So you know what? I'm just not going to do that. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to be unhappy. So I talk to women a lot and say, don't be afraid of the word no, because, you know, sometimes you have to get past a no in order to get a yes. And one of my rules is no doesn't mean no forever. It means no for right now. And I also say, wouldn't it be worth it to be uncomfortable for a few minutes, you know, and maybe hear the word no, if in fact, you might hear the word yes, and it might give you a raise of several thousand dollars. Well, I know it would be worth it to me to be uncomfortable for a little bit. So sometimes we just need to be uncomfortable and be willing to do that in order to have this conversation. Couldn't agree with you more. It's easier to not ask to avoid the discomfort, even though you're really uncomfortable about where you are in your job. It's easier. In some people's minds, it's easier to avoid the confrontation so they don't feel like crap. Well, I got to know I shouldn't have asked in the first place, but I like what you're saying because you have to sit in the uncomfortable moment and figure out what your next steps are or how to get it. And I want to go back to something else I said that the, a lot of women tell me, well, my boss might be mad at me. And I'm going to tell you right Why? now, so I have more than 20 years in HR. And what bosses get mad at is if somebody doesn't talk about it and then just decides to quit and get a better job someplace else. And so I've had so many managers that you know ran into the office and said, oh my gosh, my best person just quit. Quick, can we give her more money? And at that point, HR doesn't want to you know, give more money because there's all sorts of problems there. So managers would much rather that you talk about this in a, in a positive way, give them the opportunity to give you money. Now, if there is no money or if you're unhappy, then, you know, then quit. But give your manager the opportunity to see if they can get you more money. Right. Build upon it together. Exactly. Don't let it be a shock. Don't let your manager go into a knee-jerk reaction trying to hold on to you. Yes. Think of it. It's, it's a relationship with that person, and you can build mm-hmm. on it together. So, And you have terrific do's and don'ts on this, but 
I have to ask a confidence question because the name of the show is Talking Confidence. I know it's crazy. Um, What can women be doing differently to improve their confidence just to work up to the ask? Oh, no, that's that's a great question. And confidence is so important here. And so one of my rules is you have to be confident that you deserve a raise. And so one of the ways to do that is really take a look at your work, but take a look at your work from somebody else's point of view, because a lot of times people discount their work. Oh, anybody could do that. No, not anybody could do it. You did it. You just have to be good at it. And so you discount it. So the way I recommend that you do this is every week, or at least every two weeks, but every week, you should be writing down a results summary for your boss. And a lot of people meet with their boss every week, but this could be something that you send before your meeting and just let your boss know, here are the the three key results that I got. Now, it's not just a, a list of here are the things I did. It needs to be here are the things I did that provided value and here's why it's value. Now, the reason you do this is to help your confidence because when you're writing this stuff down, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I did do a good job. I did help that. In addition, it helps remind your boss because your boss is busy and may not remember. And also it gives you paperwork and gives your boss paperwork. So when it is raised time, there's information about your value. And when I say value, let me give you an example. So once a week, again, you take a look at what are the things I did that brought value to the company, either increased something or decreased something. So for example, if I put together a conference or whatever. And so I could just say, I put together a conference and I'd be like, oh, anybody can put together a conference. But if I realize I put together a conference and scheduled it three months earlier, so we could get a discount of X percent, which translates to X dollars, then that sounds a lot more valuable. And I'm suddenly realizing, oh, I did make a difference. I could just have slapped this together in a couple of months, but no, I am saving the company money. So when I do that exercise every week, it reminds me and it helps me to have the confidence to say, I bring value to the company and I deserve to be paid more. I love it. I love it because you're showing action, value, outcome. And exactly. You're building your arsenal. Mm hmm. And your boss looks good when yeah. he or she brings it to her boss and they say, Hey, mm-hmm. look, Laura's done all these amazing things. Look at what she's done for the organization. Yeah. That, that's terrific advice. You don't. Okay. I can, can I add something? So this oh, is so funny. You said that so I was coaching, I was coaching a guy. So I also, you know, I, I coach men also, and he was really uncomfortable giving his boss this every week. And I said, look, try it. And just what you said, he came back one of the next weeks and he said, you won't believe what happened. Now, normally when I hear that, I do believe it. But he said, you won't believe what happened. My boss in one of the next meetings announced to everybody you know, what I had done, again, because it made the boss look good. Mm-hmm. And the boss was showing people what was going on with his team. And so this person started to get more recognition because he was willing to tell his boss what he was doing, which helped his boss. So he was all excited about that. Yes, very, very true. It does. I've been in that situation and upper level management loves to have the information. I'd love to know how great your team is doing. It shines a bright light on you. So I I totally agree with you there. Um, Okay, we're going to get into the do's and don'ts. And I love this. I think Cosmopolitan Magazine used to have a section of do's and don'ts and stuff (laughs) way back. I don't read it anymore, but I used to. But I remember that do's and don'ts section. So 
today, Miss Laura, I would love for you to get tactical. Let's get down to the action steps. Please give us your three top do's and your three top don'ts when it comes to asking for a raise. Absolutely. Okay. So I'll start with the do's first. I love the do's. So one, you actually started saying a little bit of it. My number one do is work with your boss. And so, you know, you talked about a partnership and this to me is so key because a lot of people think my boss is a person that's stopping me from getting a raise. My boss is holding on to the bag of money. And that couldn't be further from the truth. In my experience, your boss is the person who wants to give you more money. Mm-hmm. If bosses, you know, could do whatever they want, they want to give their their good people, their best people as much money as possible so they are happy and engaged and don't quit. The problem is your boss needs to negotiate with their boss and human resources and sometimes, you know, a compensation committee. So, instead of thinking that your boss is against you and stopping you from getting money, what I want you to do is think your boss is your partner. Your boss is helping you. And think about it. Like, let's say you had a project you were working on with your boss and the project needed more budget and you needed to talk to your boss about it. That's what I want you to think about this. You would certainly work with your boss and tell, ask your boss, what can I get for you? What do you need from me? You know, and work together and make suggestions. And that's the way I want you to look at your raise, that it's like a project you're working on with your boss together. Because again, remember, your boss in most cases does want to give you the money. The second do is clearly ask for what you want. Don't hint, don't suggest, don't hope, but clearly ask. And clearly ask at a time that you feel, again, you feel comfortable. So prepare yourself, be ready, talk to your boss in a meeting. Don't just, you know, sort of offhandedly say something. And the third do I have is no matter what happens, respond positively. So, you know, obviously when we ask, you know, I want to get a raise, um, I'd like to talk to you about a salary increase, we would love for the answer to be yes. And sometimes, by the way, the answer is yes. When I I talk to the, the folks I work with, the answer is yes. Most times, honestly, the answer is maybe, or the answer is I need to figure this out, or I need to look at it. Occasionally, the answer is no, like mine, but most of the time, the answer is maybe. And so what you want to do is no matter what the answer is, respond positively. So even if the answer is maybe, you should be saying things like, well, okay, thank you. What what sort of information can I help you with? Again, working in a partnership. Or what would you need to know in order to move forward with this? Or what do I need to know? Or what do I need to do? Or help me to understand what the process is. So whatever it is, again, you're trying to respond positively, even if you're a little disappointed. Now, I have no idea how I responded when my boss said no. (laughs) But I would tell people, be prepared for no. And again, if it's no, then say something like, okay, well, thank you for sharing that with me. Can you help me to understand why? Well, I like that, Laura, because... You're showing yeah. that you're a team player. You're yes. open to doing more, learning more, um, giving more to make it happen. You're not shutting yes. down. You're saying, help me understand what else I can do. Yes. You know, it's it's showing that you're seeking your own development while you go down the path to your to your race. Exactly. And so again, you're respond you're responding positively. Right. And so rather than getting upset or rather than coming back, well, why not? It's, well, you know, help me to understand. So that's one of my favorite questions. So, so again, understand. respond positively. 
Yeah. yeah so I those like are my that. do's. Okay. okay. Well, I, I want to go back to your second do real yeah. quick. Real yes. quick. Why? Um, I think when you get in front of your boss to ask for a raise, know your number. Yes. When your boss says, well, what do you mean? You can't just say, well, 10% on my base salary or I don't know, something like that. I think you have to be firm mm-hmm. about what you're asking for and speak with conviction yes. when you say it. Because yes. I've had situations where my employees have come to me and we're like, well, I don't know. What can you give me? And I'm thinking you can't start <laughs> a conversation like that. Yes. You can't yeah. because it, you're not telling me what you want. And mm-hmm. it makes it very confusing and great. Yes. Yes. I love what you just said. And so obviously you should do salary research before you do this. Yes. There's plenty of places where you can do, do salary research. Now, normally there are ranges. And I remember actually when I talked to my boss years ago and I, I was prepared with a salary range from external companies. And he just said, yeah, I don't, I don't care. That's not our salary range. We have a different salary range, but I was still prepared. But what the important thing of what you said is be prepared with a number and make it a big number. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's why. So if you ask for 3%, you're going to get 3%. If you ask for 10%, you might only get 8% or 7%, but you're going to get more. And so I always say, you know, think about a number. So let's say I think about all, oh, you know, 7% and make it bigger. Mm-hmm. because what's the worst that's going to happen? Because if I ask for a 10% or a 15% raise, and there's a good reason, what I'm telling my boss is I am worth this much money. Again, you need to back it up, but I'm worth this much money. And now your boss is going to be thinking of that. And there's something called anchoring bias, that when you say 15%, suddenly that's the number that's out there. And now your boss has to deal with that number. Instead, if your boss says, well, how about a 7% raise? Now you've got to push it up if you want more. So always start higher. And I actually just coached somebody on this. And she said that there were a couple of different ranges. She said, which range do you think I should go for? And I said, go for the highest one. You know, they, yes, they may negotiate you down, but what if they don't? Or if they negotiate you down a little bit, you're still way higher than you expected. So always go for more. Yes. Yes, I love it because you're right. It's a negotiation point. And to what you said earlier, ask for what you want. Yes. Just ask for it. Just ask mm-hmm. for it. This is great. It's great advice. All right, Laura. So the give, us, give, us our, give us the dirty stuff. Give us the don'ts. <laughs> I love this part. Okay. Okay. So, so my number one is an absolute never do. My number one is don't get emotional. Okay. That do not. And, and I have talked to managers that have honest to goodness said to me, I'm afraid to have this conversation because I don't want her to cry. Now, I said, has she ever cried in front of you before? Well, no, but I, I don't want her to cry. Okay, so so if if there is that feeling that you might get emotional, that's a problem. And the, part of the problem is if you get emotional, then it's hard for you to keep on track. And your boss is not going to want to talk to you about things like this in the future. So if you are having a bad day or if you are feeling emotional, then you know what? I mean, either like go into another room and meditate or say, can we reschedule for tomorrow? Because sometimes you just have a bad day. So make sure you go in again, feeling good, feeling confident, feeling as prepared as you can, because you don't want to get emotional. The second thing, and this is kind of an odd one, is you don't want to talk about how you need this money to, you know, because rent is going up or your mortgage is going up or you need to, you know, pay for the kid's school or whatever it is. 
don't talk about it like that because your boss might be privately sympathetic, like, oh, yeah, you know, everything is more expensive. But that's not a reason that they can go to HR and their bosses to get more money for you. Again, it's much better to talk about what you have brought to the company, the value that you bring. In addition, if you talk about how you're having trouble paying your bills, then you might give the message to your boss, hmm, maybe she can't work on a budget here. Maybe I should be worried about how she's you know, doing the budget for her project. So never do that. And the final one, which should be an obvious one, <clears throat> but it's not, is don't ever threaten to quit. So even don't even like intimate, well, if I don't get money, you know, I might have to walk because again, that really will upset some bosses because sometimes their hands really are tied. Yes. Um, And other bosses will just like, you know what, don't let the door hit you on the way out. So unless you have another offer and you really want to go someplace else, Mm -hmm. never, never do this because it could easily turn on you. And even if it doesn't turn on you, then you've given the message to your boss, I'm not a team player. I'm not loyal. I'm not going to stay here. And your boss might decide if they have a bucket of money, you know what? I'm going to give the bucket of money to somebody else that I think is really going to stay here. Right. Right. They lose confidence in you. Exactly. They'll lose, especially in those last two points, actually all three of your don'ts, they'll lose confidence in you based on all Mm -hmm. three. So I think that's, that's terrific. That's terrific. And now we got our don'ts. I'm so glad. I know what to not do now, Laura. <laughs> Good. I know yes, what to not should, say. You should, you should never do those things. Um, you have a funny story. <laughs> I, I want you to tell this, yep. the story about a woman who, who actually hurt her opportunity of getting a a raise because of how she presented it. Will you tell us this whole story? Well, and so so it's interesting because obviously I talked to a lot of people about this. Mm -hmm. And so I I talked to one woman and she said, well, that's nice, but it won't work for me because I already tried it. Okay. Well, and and sometimes it doesn't work. Again, the people do get no's. And I have plenty of stories about people getting no's, though I have plenty of stories about people getting yeses. So I said, okay, well, tell me what happened. She said, well, I talked to my boss and I said, it would be really nice to make some more money. And he just laughed and said, yes, it would. (laughs) And so, okay, so (laughs) you know. So I paused and I'm trying not to laugh. And I said, well, so what I heard was not a request for a raise. What I heard was more of a, a casual discussion about, you know, wouldn't it be nice? And I said, and I'm pretty sure that's what your boss heard. Your boss didn't clear hear a clear request for a salary increase. Your boss just heard an offhanded comment. And that's why your boss laughed about it. That yeah, it would be nice to make some more money. So what I did with her and said I coached her and I said, what could you say instead? And we, you know, we, we talked about it instead to clearly ask for a raise. And again, when I talk to so many women, it's and I, I hear what they say. So often it's a suggestion. It's a hope. It's I mean, that's a that's a really obvious one. Mm-hmm. But there are so many others where they talk about, you know, my salary could use you know, some, you know, some adjustment. And now that's a little more clear. But the fact is, you need to clearly ask, let me tell you one other way that that women cause a problem with um, getting a raise. And it's asking at the wrong time. And here's the wrong time. 
So a lot of times, again, if, if you're smarter than I was and you know that it's raise time or, you know, it's promotion time and you're going to sit down with your manager and, you know, your manager says, OK, I'm going to meet with you, you know, next Wednesday. And you sit down, and you say, OK, now I'm bringing all my stuff to talk to my manager about my raise. It's too late. OK, don't even bother at that point, because by the time you sit down with your manager and your manager tells you you have a three percent raise, it doesn't matter what you say, because by that point, it's already been cleared by human resources, by their boss. It's been approved by the compensation committee, and it would be really, really hard for your manager to change it. So even if you have the most amazing proof that you should get a raise, chances are at that point, your manager will say, oh, let's talk about it next raise cycle because it's too late. So the right time to talk about it is really about three months before the raise cycle. Because again, in human resources, I know there is a raise cycle. There's a time when every department gets money. Then there's a time when the managers are given their information. There's a time, a lot of times when the managers talk to their peers and get agreement, or there's a time when the manager talks to their manager. So all of these things happen in those three months. And unless you start talking earlier and let your boss know when it's raise time, what can I do to get the best raise possible? It's too late. So always start early. Well, I love that question. You just gave people a script. Yes. When it's raise time, what's the best thing I can do to get a raise? Because that gives you that three-month runway. You'll know. Exactly. Exactly. So you're not late to the game, you know, and you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You're prepared. And also, and this gets back to the, the fear of no. If, you're, if yeah. you're talking to your boss three months early and your boss says, well, basically, you're not really doing what you need to do. This gives you time to make changes. Well, what do I need to do mm-hmm. differently? Mm-hmm. So again, I, I would rather hear a no a couple of months earlier and find out I need to make changes in order to, the, to make the changes so I have a chance to get a raise. I think that's terrific because you have a chance to improve and it shows that you're coachable and adaptable. Exactly. Yes. And I want to go back to what you just said about the woman who's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if passive aggressive does not work, y'all? Passive aggressive. When you try to slip that past somebody, like it would be nice if it's it's kind of like a head turner, you know, as as the (laughs) boss, because you're like, did you just say that? Like that's probably not how you bring it to Mm -hmm. who you report to. So I agree with you there. Totally yeah. agree and, with you. And I always say, you know what? It doesn't work at home with, you know, with your partner, with your family. It's not going to work at work. Nobody can read your mind. And I, you know, and I've had women that talk to their bosses. Actually, I had one woman that, that talked to her boss and she asked for a raise. And um, her boss said, well, I didn't realize that you wanted a raise. And she got all upset with me, not with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, how did he not know that I wanted a raise? And it doesn't everybody want money? Well, yes, but she had she kept talking about how happy she was at work and how happy she was with her flexible schedule and how happy she was with all these other things. And so he thought she was happy enough with those other things because she never talked about money. So again, if you don't talk about these things, your boss may assume, okay, Laura is happy with her salary. So but this other person over here, Bob, is you know, keeps talking about he wants more money. So if I have a bucket of money, I'm going to give it to Bob. I'm going to give it to the person that keeps asking me for more rather than the person who is not talking about money. And I think they're fine. Right. But you wouldn't know any different, especially if your boss is busy, which they typically are. They're going to they're gonna help the person who's in front of them the most. 
Yes. So it's terrific. Um, you've given us so much good information today, Laura. I, I want you to come back. You're going to come back, and I want to talk about next time how to negotiate. Yes. Uh, how to get how to negotiate your salary when you start a job. Oh, because I, I love think that. a lot of women yeah. need, need help with that too. But are there any last words of wisdom you can share with our audience today? Yeah, well, so I've, I've got two, actually. Okay. So the first one, and we, we've talked about it a little bit, but the first one, it's business, it's not personal. So obviously it's personal because I want to make more money and I you know want to pay my mortgage and stuff like that. But you have to take a look at getting a raise in a business sense mm-hmm. and, and take the emotion out of it. And once you can take the emotion out of it, it's easier to work with your boss and look at this clearly. And the other thing, and we've touched on this a little bit, if you don't ask, you won't get. This is so key here. And actually, I mentioned this and I have two books about um, how to get a, a raise at work. One, one's called Increase Your Income, Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work. And that's that's how I end that book. And I also have a fiction book Ooh. that's called A Salary Cinderella Story or How to Make More Money Without a Fairy Godmother. <laughs> I love it. I know it's fun because some people like to, to read a, a story. And again, that's how I end that book. If you don't ask, you won't get. Nobody is coming into your office to hand you a pile of money. As you just mentioned, your boss is busy. You have to tell your boss, this is important to me now. I want to discuss it. And if you ask, you are more likely to get what you want. I agree. I agree. I think I'm going to use that as our pull quote for this episode. If you don't ask, you won't get. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. Yes. Yes. Well, Laura, how can people get in touch with you? because you're so amazing if they want to have you speak or buy your book or just get to know you better. How can they find you? Oh, thank you so much. So they can go to my website, which is career tips for women. So again, career tips for women. And if they go there, you know, I've got a blog, I've got information. There's a place you can you know, put your name in there to contact me. And I would love to give your listeners a, a little, a little gift. Oh. So if you go to my website, career tips for women, and you go to courses, there's actually a free course on there. It's a free video that has seven rules, how to get a raise. In addition, you can get a 20% discount on my online classes by using the coupon code Holly. Aww. So again, so put in Holly <laughs> and you get 20% off the, the courses. And if you just want to reach me, you can send me a message at laura.brown, B-R-O-W-N-E, at careertipsforwomen.com. Perfect. Perfect, Laura. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for having me, Holly. It was great to talk to you and share these ideas because I want women to make as much money as possible. Agreed. Amen, girl. Here's the takeaway from today. Make the ask. Now you know how. Laura has given us the tools, steps, do's and don'ts, and so much more. Here are my two tips for you on how to have confidence when asking for a raise. Firstly, Don't be shy of sharing your accomplishments or accolades with your boss. You should be confident in what you have worked on that brought success to the organization. Believe in your own efforts. Secondly, consider making the ask a bridge to your next role or promotion. By asking for a raise, you're showing your dedication to your work. That should make you and your boss confident that you're on the right track to professional progress. Those are my parting words today. This is Holly Kaplan. Cheers until the next episode of Talking Confidence. 
Thank you, Talking Confidence listeners, for joining me today for this episode. If you would like to connect with me personally for confidence coaching or speaking events, you can reach me at hollycaplin.com. If you would like to buy my book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World, you can find your copy at amazon.com. Thanks. 